What's up, Jayhawk Nation? Welcome in to this Wednesday edition of Locked On Jayhawks. I am Sean Kellerman, Learfield IMG College broadcaster and University of Kansas insider. This is Locked On Jayhawks, your daily podcast on the Kansas Jayhawks, giving you insight, numbers, and a chance to hear from all the voices within Kansas athletics. Back-to-back wins now for KU in the last two days, and they will indeed take on Dayton in the championship game a little bit later today in the Maui Gym Maui Invitational. KU knocked off BYU yesterday, 71-56, to and during the show today, we'll go over the game. We'll recap that in the first segment. Second segment, we'll hear from Bill Self and a couple KU players, their thoughts on the game and KU's stifling defense. And then in the final segment, we will preview the Dayton Flyers and OB Toppin, a potential National Player of the Year candidate. So Dayton, they had a couple big-time wins. Uh, of course, defeating Georgia handily, 80-61, to and then they had no problems with Virginia Tech. So how about that, a mid-major Disposing of Georgia by 19, and then the Virginia Tech game was 89-62 to in favor of the Flyers. A very pro-Dayton crowd at the Lahaina Center in Maui. So, Kansas and BYU were set to do battle, and the one thing that the Jayhawks knew was that BYU was going to shoot the ball. They shot 62% from the field against UCLA in their win in the opening round a couple nights ago, but... What we noticed from BYU early, at least what I noticed, and some of the guys talked about it after the game, this game was very up and down the court. And I was sitting there watching the game thinking, if BYU wants to run with the Jayhawks, they are going to regret that. And I think you could tell kind of as the game went on that they started to wear down. The team not as quick, not as deep as Kansas, and both of those factors for the Jayhawks really paid off in getting Kansas the win and advancing to the championship game. So it was very fast-paced early. Bill Self would talk after the game about how it kind of reminded him of a Big Ten game where you felt like both teams had a chance to get 80 or 90 points, and then uh, that wasn't the case at all. Kansas tried to do what they do and establish their size inside, and they also got out in transition in the first half. David McCormick got the start again for the Jayhawks, and again, he... Had some great moves inside. He was present in both halves. Despite playing just 20 minutes, David ended up with 16 points. At halftime, kind of the story was, where's the offense for Kansas, right? It was 29-27, to and this is a game where the over-under was 147, so you're expecting this game to be in the uh, mid to upper 70s, but 29-27 is where we stood. David had 8, Ochai and Devon both had 7, Kansas did establish their paints. Of course, they turned it over some, and they struggled a little bit shooting the ball. But 16-6, to Kansas led at the break in terms of points in the paint. Jayhawks were just 2 of 9 threes, and BYU was 5 of 17. We knew this team was going to be shooting a lot from deep, and that they did. I have written down in my notes for halftime notes that KU was missing shots, turning it over, and just not complimentary on offense. Just still looking to find a way to get the puzzle pieces to fit and that's going to be an ongoing battle for Kansas especially when you've got three bigs who maybe don't necessarily play complementary to each other and we've gotten to a point now where they're rarely on the court more than one of them at a time all right so Kansas comes out in the second half and they continue with their stifling defense that's what really impressed me about the game and that's the story of this game KU playing their suffocating defense and they take Jake Toulson BYU's best player out of the game The majority of this game, BYU could not get near the bucket, and that's what 
eventually gave KU a little breathing room in this game. Marcus Garrett hit a big-time three to put the Jayhawks up 38-31. to The Cougars on the other side missed their first five threes of the second half, so they could not cut into the lead at all. Kansas eventually extended the lead to 42-31 to after an Ochai Abaji three, and KU was off and running. Kansas eventually got up by 13. It was Ochai under the basket, a second-chance opportunity, and eventually that lead got all the way up to 19 after an Isaiah Moss steal and basket 54-35. to So BYU in this game, the first 12 and a half minutes of the second half, scored just seven points, 54 to 35. Kansas completely dominated with their defense, and everybody got involved. KU, despite struggling a little bit shooting the ball again, they were able to spread it spread it around, and four different guys were in double figures for the Jayhawks. David McCormick led the Hawks with 16 points on seven of nine shooting. Like I said, he had just 20 minutes of action in this game. Ochai Abaji, Coach Self said after the game he thinks that was maybe the best game that Ochai had played, even though the first seven BYU points were scored off Och. He ended up with 14 points on six of nine shooting, including two of four from three. Devon Dotson had 13 points next in line for KU scoring. He did shoot just five of 16 from the field. No luck in three attempts from beyond the arc. He was three of three from the free throw line, so not Devon's most efficient game. But after his coach kind of called him out for only having one assist in the opener against Chaminade, Devon dished out eight assists against BYU last night. Other Jayhawk in double figures was a double-double. Yudoka Azubuki, he had 11 points, 10 rebounds, and one ferocious dunk in transition. We'll hear Doak's thoughts on that dunk next segment. But Doak had what eventually was ruled a steal on a closeout attempt from TJ Hawes on a three that was... About to go up at the end of the shot clock, Doak jumped up, and needless to say, he contested the shot. You're used to hearing a whistle every single time, but it didn't happen, and Doak ended up with the ball, and he ended up with nothing but hardwood in front of him because he dribbled very carefully down the court before he threw down the dunk with two hands. That was a fun sight to see. Other Jayhawks, Marcus Garrett, seven points, six boards, three assists, and two steals, an absolute Another credible performance defensively as Marcus Garrett completely took Toulson, like I said, out of the game. Toulson had seven points on three of nine shooting, one of five from three. And really, it was all about denying for this. You know that this BYU team likes to cut a lot on offense. Man, they could not get much going at all. It was a lot of TJ Hawes just dribbling around KU's defense, trying to find an opening, and KU was not having it. So Kansas completely dominates BYU in this one as they win 71-56. to Other stats that are not surprising, Kansas continues to put up numbers in the paint, points in the paint, 42 for Kansas. That's three straight games of 40 or more. They're getting that production that we've not seen in years past in the paint because Kansas has not had their big man. They haven't had the size and the depth that they have this year. So that's good to see. So the Jayhawks win it. They advance to take on Dayton today in the championship game, 4 p.m. Central tip. Looking forward to that one. And next segment, we'll hear from Bill Self and KU players. They'll talk about Dayton, and they'll talk about uh, how good the defense was in this victory over BYU. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. 
Just go to GetRoman.com slash locked to get a free online visit and free two-day shipping. If you can't visit Roman right now, you can find this and all other offers from Locked On sponsors at LockedOnPodcasts.com slash offers. This is Locked On Jayhawks, a product of the Locked On Podcast Network, the local experts on the biggest stories. Three other college basketball games featuring Big 12 teams last night. We'll start in Kansas City, where the Hall of Fame Classic at Sprint Center, Oklahoma defeated Missouri as the Tigers lose their third in a row. Oklahoma 77, Missouri 66. OU again got a big game from Austin Reeves, one of four Sooners in double figures. He had 19 points and 10 rebounds. Did the transfer from Wichita State. Brady Manick chipped in 17. He hit four threes as the Sooners up in Mizzou. West Virginia, they got a bit of a battle from UNI. In fact, UNI led this game late, but Mountaineers came back and won it 60-55. to So that's a, a good comeback win for Jermaine Haley and company. Haley had 10 points and 7 boards. Miles McBride actually led the way for West Virginia with 18 points as they complete the comeback victory. And completing the perfect night for the Big 12 was TCU. They defeated Wyoming 64 to 47, Desmond Bain, preseason All-Big 12 conference pick. He had 22 points and 11 rebounds, a double-double for Desmond Bain. Tonight's action, there's a lot going on. In fact, a game already underway is Iowa State and Michigan. They're playing at Paradise Island in the Bahamas. K-State is taking on Bradley in Fort Myers, Florida. Oklahoma State battles Syracuse in the NIT tip-off in Brooklyn, that game at 6.30, and West Virginia, Wichita State, that game in Cancun at 7.30. So a lot of great college basketball games going on today. And, of course, tomorrow there's going to be a couple games as well. Iowa State is going to take on either Alabama or North Carolina, depending on what happens in that battle for Atlantis in the Bahamas. And Texas Tech is in Vegas. They're going to host Iowa. They're officially the home team, but that game is going to be played in Las Vegas at the Continental Tire Las Vegas Classic. We'll recap those games on Friday's show. Again, no show tomorrow, but on Friday's show, we'll recap the action for men's basketball, these early season tournaments that are going on this week. And then, of course, final week, the regular season, Big 12 football. We'll preview those Friday as well. So again, no show tomorrow, but we'll check in on Friday and get you set for everything that's going on in the weekend of Big 12 sports. Of course, the Jayhawks last night, they defeated BYU in the semifinals of the Maui Invitational 71-56. Jayhawks will take on Dayton in the championship round today. Tip is at four from the line at Civic Center. Jayhawks did it with their defense. That goes without saying. That was really the story. The story went from why can't Kansas execute offensively in the first half to wow, Kansas defense is not allowing anything for BYU in the second half. That was really uh, the story kind of came to light the second half was that BYU couldn't even get near the basket. So that was that was big time. Here's Yudoka Azubuki after the game talking about KU's defense. We played a really good defense today. I mean, I'm proud of my team and my teammates and everybody. We really locked in today and um, played outstanding defense. Um, we listened to coach instruction in terms of downing the ball. And uh, so we got to do a better job of rebounding the ball. But apart from that, we did it. I think we... I think, we, I think we did a solid job in, uh, in, on the defensive end. David McCormick also echoed Doak's sentiments and talked about how he's really happy with the defense. I definitely feel like we did a great job defensively as well. Uh, like Coach said, I think we just got hit in the mouth first at the start of the game, and then we realized what we need to do. We need to hone in and 
uh, just really defend and stick to our principles, and that's what we did, and that's how we forced those turnovers and got steals and things like that to translate into our offensive game. The Kansas defense certainly has been doing great in the last couple of games. How about this? 27 turnovers for Chaminade and 20 turnovers for BYU. And it wasn't even the turnovers that was that impressive last night. It was just the stifling defense. I know I've mentioned it a couple of times, but that was the story, getting hands in passing lanes, denying any shots, particularly from BYU's top scorer and Jake Toulson. And, you know, we know BYU was not at full strength. They didn't have Ueli Childs, who's a preseason top 50 Wooden Award watch list player. And he's a guy who could be playing in the NBA very soon. He actually tested the waters, and that led to the whole nine-game suspension so that he doesn't get to play at the Mountie Invitational. But he is with the team. BYU missing him, but they've got a lot of guards. They certainly had no problem shooting well against UCLA, and it was a big-time problem against our Jayhawks last night. Norm Roberts last night talked to Learfield IMG College and spoke about David McCormick and the bigs in general and how he's happy with them. I think he's doing great. Uh, you know, it's one of those things when he catches and he goes, he's very effective. It, it's one we, it's, it would all be about big guy. We have to play to our strengths, and our strengths are being a power player, being strong and physical and posting deep and getting angles and attacking the glass. Those things and when we do those things, we're very, very effective. Love cheering for Big Dave. He's like a, f- a fan favorite in every sense because he tries so hard. He's so well spoken. He is such a kind, good hearted kid. And my still favorite memory of David McCormick is when he announced he was coming to Kansas. He had a button down shirt and he ripped it open and he had a Kansas t shirt underneath. Uh, I loved that out of David. He loves being here. Man, he is he's just fighting for every minute, and he's taking full advantage of every opportunity that he gets. Another guy who Kansas is happy to have, Yudoka Azabuki. He had the double-double with 11 points and 10 rebounds. We didn't get to see this very much from Doak last year because he was out the majority of the season. It's great to have him back putting up double-doubles. And how about that dunk in transition where Doak had nothing Uh, No defenders behind him. He had a clean shot at the basket. He took full advantage with a two-hand dunk. And here's Big Doak talking about the big dunk. Um, Yeah, um, I I got it. I think I got the steal. And then I thought the ref was going to call, like, foul or something. But he didn't call the foul. So I just, like, kind of, like, just took the ball. I mean, we walk every day in practice. We walk on dribbling the ball and all that stuff. So uh, that kind of helped me a little bit. And, you know, I just saw the front of the rim and I just dunked it. That's Yudoka Azabuki talking about his breakaway dunk, which is, I believe, the first we've ever seen out of Doak, and it may be the last time we ever see it, too. But it was a good closeout by TJ Hawes, and he, he on TJ Hawes, and Doak did not foul him. He ended up getting what they credited as a steal. It was kind of a block-steal hybrid, but Doak picked it up, looked behind him, and realized that he was all alone and threw it down. One of the highlights, the many highlights last night in the 15-point victory over BYU. So KU beats Chaminade 93-63. They beat BYU 71-56, and now it's on to Dayton, a team who has two blowout wins in this tournament over Georgia and Virginia Tech. We'll talk more about the Flyers. We'll hear from Bill Self and another clip from Norm Roberts after the break as well. This is Locked On Jayhawks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. No NBA games last night featured Jayhawks, but there are a bunch going on tonight, highlighted by the Pistons at the Hornets. That's a reunion 
for Svi Mikhailuk and Devante Graham. That's taking place today at 6. Mikhailuk, as well as Markeith Morris, members of the Detroit Pistons. And, of course, Dite has been excellent for the Hornets all year. Other games in action, Joel Embiid trying to bounce back from a very poor performance. No points in 32 minutes his last time out. 76ers host the Kings tonight at 6. Marcus Morris and the Knicks travel to Toronto at 6.30. And the Rockets are in action with Ben McLemore at 7 o'clock hosting the Heat. Andrew Wiggins and the T-Wolves travel to San Antonio to take on the Spurs at 7.30. couple KU players, former KU players, play for the Suns, Kelly Oubre Jr. and Shaq Diallo. They host the Wizards at 8 o'clock. That's a look at your Jayhawks in the NBA. Of course, Friday there will be games as well, but we'll recap and let you know how those guys did on Friday's show. No show tomorrow. Happy Thanksgiving to everybody out there. And the Jayhawks are hoping that it's going to be a happy Thanksgiving for them as they are set to take on the Dayton Flyers. Not really the matchup that people were thinking this uh, Maui Invitational Championship game would show, but that's where we're at as Dayton had no problem beating Georgia and Virginia Tech, the team that took down Michigan State. Michigan State, of course, lost to Virginia Tech, and then yesterday they picked up a win over Georgia. So now Michigan State will have a chance to take fifth place in this tournament. But, man, what a crazy college basketball season it's already been. You know, this Michigan State loss, it was an upset, but it wasn't pales in comparison, basically, to the upsets that we've seen. How about last night? A guy that was on Bill Self's staff for a while, Kyle Keller, and Stephen F. Austin, they take down the number one team in the country, Duke, at Cameron Indoor Stadium. That's an unranked team taking down Duke, which is something that rarely, if ever, happens at Cameron Indoor. So awfully impressive. Happy for Stephen F. Austin. It was the biggest upset in Division I in 15 years. And for Duke, their first non-conference loss at home since 2000. Duke was 27.5 point favorites and they were up 15 in that game other notable upsets recently Gardner Webb in 2007 was plus 26 they defeated Kentucky Western Illinois defeated Wisconsin despite being 25 and a half point underdogs in 2015 Evansville earlier this year 25 point underdogs they go into Rupp Arena and take out Kentucky and, of course, Wofford a couple years back, some people will probably remember that, Wofford, the Terriers, they were plus 25. They defeated North Carolina in 2017 in Chapel Hill. So it's kind of become that way in college basketball nowadays, right, with so many guys going to the NBA, so many guys opting to play overseas. It's kind of like the smaller schools, you know, how, how big is the difference now between the talent and the depth at some of the smaller schools? A lot of the mid-majors to the top, and we've already seen – Two number one teams in the country already this year, it's not even December yet, lose at home to unranked mid-major opponents. So just crazy in college basketball. Well, speaking of mid-majors, it's Dayton tonight for the Jayhawks, and it's a championship opportunity. KU looking for their sixth consecutive in-season tournament championship. And here are some of the numbers for Dayton. Well, actually, before we get into that, let's look at who they've beaten. They're 5-0 and this year. They haven't played the greatest schedule up to Maui. The toughest test they had in terms of score was Indiana State. Dayton won that 86-81. to Charleston Southern, Dayton defeated 90-61. to And then the Flyers over Omaha, 93-68. to Then, of course, the 80-61 to victory in the 
quarterfinals of the Maui Jim Maui Invitational over Georgia, an 89-62 yesterday. Impressive win over Virginia Tech. So one thing you've noticed from all those scores, Dayton scores a lot of points. They average 88 points per game. They're shooting 56% from the field. Now, five games, it's a relatively small sample size, but still 56% as a team. 36% from beyond the arc. The Flyers have five guys who have attempted at least 15 threes this season, so that's going to be something that is going to have to key in on later today. Plus 5.4 rebounding margin, and they dish out 20 assists per game. A pretty good number, and that makes sense when you're scoring so many points. Led by Obi Toppin. He is a guy who could potentially be a lottery pick in the NBA draft. He's shooting 72% from the field, 53% from three. He averages 24 points and 8.2 rebounds per game does Toppin. Rodney Chapman, Jalen Crutcher, and Ryan Mikesell all average at least 11 points a game as well. They're all shooting better than 40% from the field, and all of them shoot threes. So those are some of the top guys to look out for for KU. We're probably going to see four guards yet again. It's just kind of how this bracket has turned out. Had Kansas faced UCLA or Michigan State, we'd probably see more of the two big looks. Kansas likely is going to go with two bigs to start, as they've been doing the majority of this season. But then early in the game, Coach Self has kind of transitioned to having just one of those bigs out there, and we can see that again happening tonight against a tough Dayton team that has a lot of athleticism, a lot of guards, and Obi Toppin is going to be a tough stretch four to guard because he's going to have some size over Marcus Garrett, even though Marcus has proven that he can defend anybody. And, of course, he'll be able to stretch it, which proves to be a challenge for Doak, David, Silvio, whoever's going to be out there guarding him. Of course. So that game is at 4 o'clock, and here's Bill Self talking about Obi Toppin, Dayton's best player, and the Flyers in general. They've got the best college basketball player in the tournament, at this, at, in, in, in this tournament, and, and that doesn't mean our guys can't play better, but when you look at their guy, I mean, he's, he's 6'9 and can do everything, and he's an athlete, can shoot threes and, and everything else, so it'll be a, it'll be a, a challenge for us, but uh, uh, it should be a fun game. It'll be a very defensive-oriented slugfest. Obviously, it jumps out at you what Coach Self says right there. The best college basketball player in the tournament in Obi Toppin. It's hard to argue with the numbers that he's putting up. But how about Coach saying that it's going to be a defensive slugfest? That's going to be interesting, something to watch because of all those numbers. I mean, go through them again really quickly. But the the games for Dayton, all of which have been wins, 5-0 and for the Flyers, 86, 90, 93, 80, and 89 are the amount of points that the Flyers have put up. Impressive numbers. Should be a fun one. Looking forward to it. And we'll recap this game on Friday. Of course, no show tomorrow. Happy Thanksgiving to everybody. Hopefully, we're bringing home another in-season championship, bringing that back to Lawrence, and then kind of get set. Kansas will not play until Saturday, December 7th after today's game. So enjoy it. Have a great holiday with your family. We'll talk with you on Friday. This is Locked On Jayhawks, a product of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, and rock chalk Jayhawk.